Welcome to The Flowered Path. On this episode, I'll be telling the story of a series of strange events which took place in the early 1990s and were centered around a church in Virginia. Crying statues, stigmata, atmospheric phenomena, and more. Before I get to that story, let's see what's in the news. Turkey and northern Syria were rocked by powerful 7.8 and 7.5 magnitude earthquakes early in the morning of February 6, 2023. These quakes and resulting tremors caused extensive damage to the area, including collapsed buildings and many, many casualties. A level 4 emergency was decreed by the Turkish government, along with seven days of mourning for the dead. Annunciation Cathedral in the city of Alexandretta was among the collapsed buildings. Though heavily damaged, Father Antoine Ilgit discovered a statue of Mary untouched in the debris. Mass continues to be held in the refectory, which was only minimally damaged. This area has also become a gathering place for those in need. Now the living stones that need attention are here, and with the help of God, we will be able to rebuild everything, Ilgit said. When Father John Hollowell was given a diagnosis of brain cancer in 2020, he realized almost immediately it was an answer to a prayer. The priest from Indiana had prayed in 2018 that he might suffer on behalf of all victims of sexual abuse perpetuated by the Catholic clergy. About a month later, Father Hollowell suffered the first of a series of seizures, but it was not until February 11th of 2020 that he was diagnosed with a rare type of brain cancer. The priest resolved to accept and to even embrace any suffering that went along with his illness and the corresponding treatment, which included surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation. In early 2022, scans indicated that the tumor might be returning and that a new tumor had appeared on his pituitary gland. Father Hollowell has said he was inspired to book a trip to the shrine at Lourdes, France, when he realized that the date of his cancer diagnosis, February 11th, was also the date that a series of Marian apparitions began at the Lord's site back in 1858. In the summer of 2022, Hollowell journeyed solo to the shrine and visited the cliffside grotto where healing waters flow from a spring. An MRI conducted in the months after his return found only scar tissue in the site of the original tumor and Hollowell's doctors have reduced the frequency of follow-up scans from every three months to every seven months. The Lourdes Shrine was founded in the location where 14-year-old Bernadette Sabiro experienced 18 visions of Mary between February and July of 1858. It is now one of the most popular Catholic pilgrimage sites in the world, with over 4 million visitors making the journey each year. In fact, so many pilgrims have experienced miraculous cures after visiting the location that the Church has established a Lourdes Medical Bureau, which collects and investigates reports of these healings. Bernadette went on to take religious orders before dying at the age of 35 of tuberculosis. Thirty years after her death, her remains were exhumed and found to be incorrupt. 
Bernadette was declared a saint in 1933. Her feast day is celebrated on April 16th. News writers for The Flowered Path are patrons and friends of the show, Sarah and Kevin. Most of the research for this episode comes from the book The Seton Miracles, Weeping Statues and Other Wonders by James L. Carney. When Pope St. John Paul II spoke at the dedication of the Shrine of Our Lady in Tears in Syracuse, Sicily, 1994, he said, The tears of the Madonna belong to the Order of Signs. She is a mother crying when she sees her children threatened by a spiritual or physical evil. The Shrine of Our Lady in Tears marks events that happened in 1953, when a statue of Mary, with her immaculate heart, began weeping in the apartment of a poor married couple. The image would weep for days, drawing crowds of the curious and faithful alike. The statue was confiscated by police and taken apart to look for any signs of tampering or devices which could simulate crying. It was found to be a simple, hollow, plaster statue. A medical investigation team was sent by the church. Tears were collected and analyzed. They proved to be of the same composition as human tears. By December of 1953, the bishops of Sicily had declared the crying statue a miraculous event. The reality of the weeping cannot be held in doubt, they announced. Many weeping statue manifestations have taken place across the world. Statues of Mary, most often, Jesus, and less frequently other saints have been known to cry tears, water, oil, and even blood. In some cases, people claim the statues blink, move, or even temporarily seem to come partially or fully to life. From 1991 through 1993, Lake Ridge, Virginia, a town less than 30 miles from Washington, D.C., became the center of a series of unexplained weeping statue events, as well as other miraculous signs. Father James Bruce was assigned associate pastor of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Catholic Church in Lake Ridge, Virginia in 1990. He is, by all accounts, a kind and humble man, not the type of stern and imposing figure you might imagine when you think of someone who received the stigmata and whose presence seemed to spur an incredible amount of unusual activity. In fact, before the events surrounding Father Bruce started, he was having a bit of a spiritual crisis of his own. James Carney, a parishioner of Seton Church at the time of the events, interviewed Father Bruce for his book, The Seton Miracles, and asked, Why do you think it happened when and where it did, and seemed to be focused upon you? Father Bruce answered, I have no idea. My own faith was a little shaky at the time. So maybe God decided to use me to reach everyone who felt the way I did. I know I will never have any doubts again. Father Bruce was at the center of the miraculous events, happening mostly, but not exclusively, 
in Lake Ridge, Virginia. It all started on Thanksgiving Day, November 28, 1991. Father Bruce had ordered a statue of Mary, in the form of Our Lady of Grace, from a local religious shop as a gift for his mother. An interesting side note occurs here, right at the start of our story. Father Bruce said the expression on the statue did not seem to match the one he ordered. The statue he received looked more melancholy. As you will hear, statues did much more than weep around Father Bruce. They also changed color, and according to some witnesses, blinked, changed expressions, or even morphed into flesh-like consistency. So, we wonder at the start, did Father Bruce receive the wrong statue, or did it change in his proximity? In either case, Father Bruce offered to return or exchange the statue for his mother, but she decided to keep the gift. That Thanksgiving afternoon, Father Bruce blessed his parents' house, sprinkling holy water about as he did so. A short time later, someone commented that the new statue appeared to be crying. Father Bruce, logically, first assumed that some holy water had gotten on the statue. However, in a short time, the statue began producing a quantity of liquid, indicating it could not have been sprinkles of holy water or humid conditions, which caused the phenomenon. Both Father Bruce and his father tasted the liquid. It tasted slightly salty, just as human tears taste. The weeping continued, on and off, throughout Thanksgiving and the following day. The statue was wiped dry, and soon after, tears would begin to form around the eyes once more. The weeping continued every few days throughout December. On December 21st, the statue cried so much that it left a puddle on the table on which it sat and soaked the carpet beneath. Father Bruce's parents were able to fill a jar with the liquid. On Christmas Day, 1991, Father Bruce said Mass in his parents' home. During Mass, the statue began crying again. This time it was weeping blood. After Mass, the statue resumed crying normal tears, if such tears can be called normal, which cleared away the blood. Every time someone came through the door that Christmas Day, the statue would weep again. The following day, the Our Lady of Grace statue continued to weep, but a small white Our Lady of Fatima statue also started expressing strange phenomena. It changed colors from white to green, orange, blue, and pink as Father Bruce's sister Sue held the figure. Having the same statue at her home in Maryland, Sue called home to see if hers remained white. It was at the time she called, but later that same day, her statue assumed a variety of colors as well. Similar color changes were reported in the Fatima statues of other Bruce relatives, as well as a cousin who reported his rosary had also changed color. Yet another amazing statue event happened that day after Christmas at the Bruce household. An infant of Prague's statue's eyes changed color and moved, while the surface of the statue's arms and hands became warm, soft, and pliable, like human skin. A number of family and friends visiting the Bruce household witnessed these events. When Father Bruce attempted to straighten the robe on the infant of Prague statue, he received an electric shock. 
More statues began weeping around the Bruce house. At least three wept blood. While sleeping in the living room that night, Sue smelled incense. There was no apparent source of the scent. The next day, December 27, 1991, the family remembered two statues that had been stored in the attic. One statue of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and another of the Madonna. Curious to see if these statues had also been weeping, the family retrieved them. They seemed to be in a dry and natural state. However, an hour or so later, the Sacred Heart began to bleed, running down the statue and onto the beige carpet. The blood, however, did not stain the carpet, disappearing after a few minutes. That afternoon, while on a trip to the grocery store, Father Bruce's feet became very painful. Then they began to bleed. By the time he returned home, his socks were soaked with blood, and he developed a pain in his right side. Soon, a bleeding wound developed at this location as well. Three small red dots appeared on the inside of his left wrist. By now, it became apparent that the phenomena with the statues was somehow related to Father Bruce. When he blessed statues, they would begin to cry. Statues which had not cried before would begin weeping after he blessed them. Upon returning to the rectory on December 28th, Father Bruce noticed his own Fatima statue had also changed color. Visiting the graves of his deceased grandparents, the statues on the headstones cried in Father Bruce's presence. The Our Lady of Grace statue at his parents' house wept in such great quantities that it had been placed in a dish to collect the fluid. It overflowed the dish and began to run across the floor. At the rectory, statues continued to cry around Father Bruce. His own Fatima statue had changed color. It was time to talk to someone about what was going on. On New Year's Eve, 1991, Father Bruce told Father Hamilton, the pastor of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Catholic Church, what had been happening. Father Hamilton was very skeptical, but listened to Father Bruce's story. He suggested that they exchange statue, Father Bruce's Fatima statue, for the only statue Father Hamilton had in his office, St. Seton. As they were exchanging statues, Father Hamilton noticed the marks on Father Bruce's wrist and made a comment about stigmata. Father Bruce did not even know about the phenomenon of stigmata, prompting Father Hamilton to make a comment along the lines of, what are they teaching you at seminary? Later, he found an article on stigmata and went to leave it on Father Bruce's desk. There he noticed the statue of St. Seton appeared to be crying blood. When Father Hamilton returned to his own room, the Fatima statue he had exchanged with Father Bruce was crying, so much so that the tears were rolling down the front of the dresser on which the statue stood. The next statue to be blessed by Father Bruce was another Our Lady of Grace statue owned by the parish administrator, Marie Pelletier. Marie's statue was handed down to her from her mother. Not only did the statue begin crying shortly after the blessing, in the days following, the white lining of the 38-year-old statue's cloak turned pink while the veil changed from blue to a deep purple hue. A little over a week later, Father Bruce would visit Marie Pelletier's home. There he blessed a crucifix belonging to her son. The Christ figure immediately began shedding tears.
The wondrous events continued throughout January of 1992. Father Bruce's stigmata wounds sometimes bled, and at other times appeared as almost insignificant red bumps. Two physicians examined the priest, but neither could identify the cause of the bleeding. A psychiatrist also met with Father Bruce, who, after extensive testing, pronounced him to be mentally healthy, with no signs of obsession or abnormal states of mind. A very strange aspect to the wrist wounds, Father Bruce noticed, was that when he held his arms at his side, the blood did not flow down onto his hands. Instead, it seemed to defy gravity and flow around his wrists to the bottom of his arms, as if his arms had been extended outward. A scent of flowers also accompanied the blood. More statues were blessed, and more statues wept. On one occasion, four different statues of the Madonna were brought to Father Bruce to be blessed. The statues began to cry when they were in his presence, before he was even able to bless them. Other statues cried as people held them in their hands. On the last day of the month, a statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary inside Seton Church wept for the first time. Father Bruce reported that when he first noticed the statue shedding tears, he approached it and the eyes appeared not as the eyes of a statue, but as real human eyes. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. February 1992 found more of the same sorts of things happening around St. Seton Church. Father Bruce moved a crucifix on the wall of his office. When asked why, he said that it had begun crying, and as it was located over an outlet, he was concerned about electrical problems. Statues continued to weep around the church, sometimes accompanied by a pleasant fragrance. More and more people witnessed the events. Father Bruce's stigmata continued to give him pain and, on occasion, bleed. Statues brought to Father Bruce for blessing would often, but not always, weep. Occasional color changes continued as well. On February 18th, while Father Bruce celebrated Mass, an image of Mary as Our Lady of Angels, portrayed in the stained glass window of the church, began crying. Liquid streamed down the stained glass during the service. On February 23rd, Father Bruce blessed four statues for the Miskowski family. One ceramic statue, broken in two, was left home. All four statues cried after they were blessed. When the Miskowskis returned, they placed the blessed statues with the broken statue. A short time later, they noticed the broken statue had somehow been repaired. The two halves were now fused together. The Miskowskis were certain no one in their house had fixed the broken statue. There were no signs of glue or other fixatives holding the pieces together. 
Father Bruce visited a church in Oxon Hill, Maryland on February 25, 1992. While he was there, an etched glass image of the Virgin Mary began to produce water from the corner of her eye. A streak or stain was visible on the glass, showing where the tears had run. On February 28th, Father Bruce attended a conference in Washington, D.C. While looking at the religious books and goods of one of the vendors, a crucifix for sale began to cry. Marie Pelletier, who accompanied Father Bruce to the conference, quickly dried, then purchased the crucifix. It was wrapped in tissue paper and placed in a box. Two hours later, they found the tissue paper had been soaked and the bottom of the box had been weakened by the amount of liquid the crucifix produced. On the way back to St. Seton Church, Father Bruce picked up the crucifix and felt a surge of energy coming from the object, like a strong electric shock. Father Bruce found that he was unable to let go of the crucifix for about 15 minutes. In early March 1992, Father Bruce met with Bishop Keating, Bishop of the Diocese of Arlington. The bishop's own statues in his office wept in Father Bruce's presence. It was decided by the bishop that the crying statues were a legitimate phenomenon, but as they were mere physical events and included no communication, they required no further investigation. Statues continued to cry around Father Bruce. When the statue of the Virgin Mary in the church began to weep one day, one observer was shocked as she thought she saw the eyes move. When she mentioned this to Father Bruce, he said, That's okay, I've seen it. March 4, 1992 was Ash Wednesday. The statue in the church cried during each Mass celebrated by Father Bruce. By March 6, the media reports began on the phenomena. Visitors from outside of the parish began to arrive. On March 7th, Father Bruce visited a young child in the hospital. While there, her parents handed him a small ceramic Our Lady of Grace statue to bless. As Father Bruce held the statue and prayed, water streamed from its eyes, soaking the statue and his hands. More and more visitors were coming like pilgrims to St. Seton Church now. Masses were packed. People knelt outside the church to pray the rosary. Some rosaries blessed by Father Bruce changed color. On March 14th, a woman named Marcia, who was previously very skeptical of the phenomena around St. Seton Church, had Father Bruce bless her olive wood rosary. After the blessing, the beads began turning red. She held the rosary up as she and several onlookers watched the beads change color. On St. Patrick's Day, March 17, 1992, Father Bruce said Mass at Our Lady of Angels Church in Woodbridge, Virginia. While he was there, a life-size wooden statue of Mary began weeping. Some children claimed that a concrete statue of Our Lady outside the church began to open and close its eyes. Later, a teacher at the nearby Aquinas School stated that while the statue's eyes were normally half-closed, on this day they appeared wide open. Before long, the eyes returned to their usual half-closed state. Later that afternoon, Father Bruce went to dinner at James L. Carney's house. Carney would later go on to write The Seton Miracles, the book from which most of the information in this podcast was sourced. Multiple statues cried in Father Bruce's presence and after he departed. 
Carney noted that one of the statues, which produced a significant amount of liquid, sat atop a teak wood wall unit. It left no water stains, teak being especially susceptible to such staining. In fact, no stains or residue were left on the surfaces upon which any of the statues rested. James Carney's niece also reported the scent of roses. This rose scent would emanate from other crying statues and from the tears themselves when collected into bottles and saved. Some reported that St. Seton Church and even the parking lot sometimes smelled of roses. A line of people with statues looking for Father Bruce's blessing formed after Mass on March 24th. Some of the statues began weeping in line before Father Bruce even blessed them. While Father Bruce was officiating a funeral in Oxon Hill, Maryland on March 27th, two statues of Mary and a crucifix wept, as did the etched glass image of Mary, which had cried previously. On March 30th, several people in attendance smelled flowers in St. Seton Church. The next day, Father Bruce visited Our Lady of Angels Church. The wooden statue began crying before he even entered the building. Throughout April and May of 1992, the phenomena associated with Father Bruce continued. More crying statues, more floral scents with no apparent source. A photo of a statue of Our Lady of Grace appeared to produce tears. Father Bruce's stigmata hurt often and bled occasionally. More rosaries were changing color. One rosary's beads turned from pure white to dark blue in front of at least two witnesses. On April 5th, Father Bruce blessed a statue of the Pieta for a woman named Jennifer. He handed her the statue, which was crying so profusely it soaked her skirt. As she held the statue, the form of Mary seemed to open its eyes and look directly at Jennifer. She screamed, exclaiming, She's looking at me. She opened her eyes. Father Bruce replied calmly, It's okay. I understand. I know. I know. Later the same day, Jennifer and a friend would both observe the eyes moving on a statue of Our Lady of Fatima in Father Bruce's vicinity. It was noted in April that since the beginning of the phenomena surrounding Father Bruce, ten different statues had showed color changes. The colors seemed to not just be on the surface of the statues, like paint, but part of the substance of the figures. Two different tear samples had been analyzed. One showed the composition of human tears. The other seemed to be simply water. While Father Bruce was visiting the Church of the Precious Blood in Culpeper, Virginia, on May 13th, a Christ figure on the crucifix began to weep. The tears ran from the figure of Jesus down the body and dripped from the impaled feet into a puddle on the floor beneath. May 22, 1992 marked the first reports of atmospheric phenomena, similar to the strange things seen in the sky at Fatima around the time of the apparitions there. Rotating colors were seen in the clouds above St. Seton Church, observed by multiple witnesses. Father Bruce saw the sun itself spinning and casting off bands of bright colors. On May 30th, a crowd of 30 or 40 people observed a Fatima statue cycling through color changes at the church.
In early June 1992, a woman named Dolores Rader met two friends at St. Seton Church to pray and observe the Madonna and Child statue. The statue was not actively crying while they were there. However, there was a pool of water at the base. As she was standing in front of the statue, Dolores felt something drip onto her hand. A drop of what seemed to be chrism oil, about the size of a quarter, was on the back of her hand. No one was near the women at this time, and Dolores could not identify the source of the oil. One of the women produced a handkerchief, which she soaked in the water at the base of the statue, then divided into three parts, giving one part to each of the other two women. Dolores sealed her part of the handkerchief in a plastic bag. On June 12th, she opened the bag to find red stains, which looked like blood on the cloth. In mid-June, Father Bruce and his sister vacationed in South Dakota. While there, on a bus ride to a passion play, the sun seemed to have a sort of filter over it, which allowed them to stare directly at it. Around the sun there appeared a golden ring. The sky between the sun and the ring was purple. Many others on the bus were able to observe this phenomenon, however some could not see it. When Father Bruce returned to St. Seton Church in early July 1992, the Madonna and Child statue cried once or twice more. These were the final times that statue cried, though other statues around the church continued to weep, change color, and change facial expressions. Anomalous floral scents continued. On August 22, 1992, Father Bruce's stigmata bled for the last time. In early September, Father Bruce blessed a painting of Jesus showing the Sacred Heart. He placed his hand over the image of the Sacred Heart during the blessing. When he removed his hand, a white cross appeared on the heart. Just before Thanksgiving 1992, Marie Pelletier, Father Bruce, and a woman named Libby Lawler all saw the sun spinning in the sky and pulsating. They were able to look directly at it without any ill effects. Some others present, however, only saw the bright sun in its normal state. Early 1993 saw some statues continue to weep around St. Seton Church. At times they seemed to exude chrism oil instead of tears or water. Occasional unexplained floral scents were still detected around the church. More rosaries changed color after Father Bruce's blessings. But in all, the mysterious events seemed to taper off and ended by mid-1993. Several miraculous healings have been associated with the events at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Catholic Church. A man named Frank with diabetes and severe heart trouble attended a mass where Father Bruce was the celebrant in 1992. After feeling his chest pain fade during mass, Frank had an EKG performed which showed his heart was stronger than it had been for some time. His diabetes symptoms also improved. A six-year-old boy named Christopher was severely ill with idiopathic pancreatitis, making it difficult for him to eat or drink. The outlook for Christopher was not good. He had actually developed a hole in his pancreas. On Memorial Day, 1992, 
Christopher was visiting relatives in Manassas, Virginia, who had some water obtained from one of the crying statues. Christopher dipped his fingers in the water and made the sign of the cross on himself. He immediately exclaimed, Boy, my hand is hot. It feels real hot. The next morning, Christopher attended Mass at St. Seton Church and was blessed by Father Bruce. By that afternoon, Christopher was eating and drinking normally. When he arrived home, Christopher's doctors were surprised to see his apparent recovery. He was no longer listless. Ultrasounds revealed a film covering the hole in his pancreas. Christopher's condition continued to improve, showing no further signs of the illness. A young woman named Heather had been diagnosed with breast cancer. She was given a piece of lace that had been soaked in the tears of the statues. The lace was placed over her chest at a healing ceremony. The following day, all signs of cancer had disappeared. Another woman named Denise had a lump in her breast and was scheduled for surgery. The night before her operation, she was given one of the rosaries that had changed color. The following day, the lump in her breast was gone. The sheer number of different statues, the number of witnesses to the events, the openness of those witnesses, and the variety of phenomena manifested across the events surrounding Father Bruce suggest to me that there was no way everything could have been hoaxed. Personally, I don't believe there was any fakery involved. Skeptics have suggested that because one statue could have been modified and made to cry by some chemical or mechanical means, that the entire sequence of events must be bunk. However, there's no evidence that even one statue was rigged, much less the dozens, if not hundreds of statues, crucifixes, windows, and pictures that cried and changed color. In paranormal terms, the events surrounding Father Bruce and St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Catholic Church would be called a flap, a concentration of events happening in one place and time. I think the fact that these events are focused around a priest and a Catholic church makes some people even more uncomfortable because of the implications. It might be easier to accept it if it was just a bunch of UFOs seen by folks of various belief sets in a non-denominational setting. A UFO flap is easier to digest because it's just weirdness to which various meanings can be assigned or guessed. A flap of crying Mary statues, centered around a priest with stigmata, during which multiple miraculous healings and conversions took place, could be assigned various meanings, but at least one of those meanings is going to point to the divine in some sense, and that is where some segment of the population, Catholic and non-Catholic alike, will begin to get very uncomfortable. For my part, I wish I would have been aware of the events in Lake Ridge, Virginia, when they were happening. I think it would have been a blessing to see in person. For more information on the events at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Catholic Church, you can go to thesetonmiracles.org. 
Once again, the book from which I derive most of the information for this podcast is called The Seton Miracles, Weeping Statues, and Other Wonders by James L. Carney. This book can be purchased at thesetonmiracles.org. Father James C. Bruce is currently pastor of Our Lady of the Blue Ridge Catholic Church in Madison, Virginia. My sources for this episode, including the sources for the news segment, can be found in the show notes for this episode at thefloweredpath.com. The Flowered Path is brought to you by its patrons. All patrons get the regular episodes of The Flowered Path ad-free, often before they drop on the regular podcast feed. Rose and Orchid Tier patrons also get shoutouts on the show. Orchid Tier patrons get monthly merch mailings. To check out all of the patron options, benefits, and to help me to continue to make The Flowered Path, go to patreon.com slash thefloweredpath. You can also find a PayPal link if you want to make a one-time donation. Just click the support button at thefloweredpath.com and look for a PayPal button that says donate. Please like and subscribe to The Flowered Path wherever you are listening. If you are inclined to leave a nice review, that will help as well. The Flowered Path is on YouTube, so please subscribe to our channel there. And no matter where you listen, if you like what you hear, please share the episodes on social media. You can find The Flowered Path on Facebook, facebook.com slash thefloweredpath, on Instagram at thefloweredpath, and on the web at thefloweredpath.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.